0: Howdy, and welcome to episode 25 of the FPL Jingle. The usual hosts are back after a three-week break. Uh, It's going to be me, Eoin Kanhidi, and my partner in crime, Stephen Meiselbach. How's it going, Steve?
1: That was a longer howdy than you usually do. Did you, like, hold it a bit longer this time?
0: Um, I usually use the howdy to buy time, because all the time i have before i start saying howdy i only really start t- thinking about what i'm going to say after howdy during
1: the howdy Oh, okay i thought it was more for me so i can just scramble around and try and get my notes in order before you turn event eventually turn it to me
0: yeah it kind of gets a bit cartoonish there for a finish and there's someone counting down starting from 10 mm. with real numbers and then only using their fingers from five which is very intimidating
1: yeah yeah and then bill o'reilly just like shouts <laughs> fuck it we'll do it live
0: after several sexist comments. <laughs>
1: Only several though.
0: <laughs> That's all. Uh, nice to be back. Nice to be recording once again. After a good long break. Uh, yeah. Fuck the internationals.
1: Yeah well just a peek behind the curtain. I suppose I was away with uh, work in Munich for a week. So I wasn't really uh, around. And I didn't have uh, my, my recording equipment with me. So I wasn't really in the best place to make an episode then and nor,
0: nor, well. in, nor in a mental state Steve I would say
1: <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen you, sh- total quite, quite state am. of inebriation sh- moving along moving along um, and then obviously the international break happened so that was just a bit of a depressing time for all so um, mm. there wasn't much to talk about there I mean Ireland put up a, a half decent well no not a half decent they put up a good performance against France they're a bit unlucky to um uh, come away with only uh with with a loss there, but um they played pretty well and deserved a draw, in my opinion. But might be slightly biased there.
0: Uh, I I didn't get to watch it. I, um, the, the uh, yeah, I think great performance by Ireland. I would imagine France will be fairly disappointed with how the whole thing went.
1: Um, probably. I think they're probably ex- expected to get a bit less of a challenge than what they actually got. Um. But this is the kind of performance that we usually put in against a good team and then we like our next game is away to Greece and you know, we know that if we play to those those levels we can get a result over there, but it's probably one that we don't really replicate often enough and that's kind of where the the frustration lies when you're watching Irish football is that you know we can play a bit better than what we usually do, but what we usually put out there isn't very good.
0: Mm. It'll be an interesting tournament for Stephen Kenny, I think. I mean, like, this is obviously a totally different Irish side to what you would have seen even last year or the year before, so it's, uh, it'll be interesting to see how he gets on. This ain't your
1: grandfather's Irish football.
0: <laughs> We've made some changes.
1: <laughs> we made a few changes. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, but I think this tournament, the qualification for this tournament will make or break him. I think if he doesn't qualify for this, they'd potentially look at replacing him. Who with? I' have no idea because the FAIR broke is a joke, but we'll see.
0: yeah, I'd be surprised to see him replaced, but yeah it'll it'll be a good test. Um, I have one story that you might find funny. um I, we I went to the Gilly Islands with Connell and his partner and Lisa uh, we got boats out, but I woke up in the morning with belly belly or like or at least some form of food poisoning. So when we arrived at the harbor, I got sick. <laughs> After, like, I've never taken a Rennie in my life, so I just swallowed the Rennie whole. I don't know, do you take Rennie? You're meant to chew them.
1: Yeah, you're meant to chew them, yeah.
0: Yeah, so then I immediately got sick after that. And then on the boat, went to the bathroom to get sick. But, like, it was like a fucking cartoon after that. Because, like, I basically leaned up against the wall in the bathroom and broke a water fitting. So I'm in this, tini- <laughs> this tiny little room that's... This two-inch pipe is... Gushing into, and the room is slowly filling with water, and I'm there crazily trying to jam a water fitting back onto a pipe that is, and got totally, totally drowned in water, like a massive. Mm -hmm. When I was putting on, we'll say the fitting, you know, the whole water was directed at me, (laughs) and they're like, this is after getting sick, like violently into the toilet. (laughs) And then, like, she's just like, I sat down beside Lisa, you know, like water dripping off me. And and, she she just says, How'd you get on? Dude, the baby, the funniest part of it is like, I don't know, 20 minutes later, this girl gets up and walks down to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, and short, no. and shortly, shortly, thereafter says, her own. shortly thereafter says, I have no shoes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh, and, uh, how could you not warn her?
0: Uh, oh, I, I wasn't in any fit state for telling anyone anything. <laughs> I was kind of drifting what in and out of a dream fever are. dream.
1: Why did you even try and go to the island knowing that you were this sick?
0: Do you know what? After I got sick on the boat and then fell asleep after that for like 20 minutes, I was pretty much okay. I just like stayed in bed for the first day. But actually that night I went out and had like one beer. Um, but it was just oh, a rough, right, okay. like, it was a rough, like 12 hours, just had to get the steam and out of me kind of situation.
1: <laughs> oh, well, that was a good story anyway. Mm. I appreciate that. Um,
0: yeah, that yeah, was, yeah, that was a bit of misery. Um, but there we go. So all happy out in the, in Indonesia, Connell will be moving on to Japan soon. So looking forward to see how he gets on, but, um, and I think one topic worth uh, preempting is is the new lads, 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 dam trip that might be coming up.
1: Ah, oh, yeah. Well, look, that's um, that's still in the work zone, you know, um, much like uh, um, when you ask a manager about a, about a potential signing, you know, I can't really talk about that until the until the deal is done. But uh, signs are looking positive.
0: Well, if it's anything like the horseplay that went got went down in Munich recently, Steve, it'll be. Uh... Unbelievable. I told you we're not talking about that. <laughs> is Munich? funding? No, no, is, is, no, no, no. is Beckman funding this one as well?
1: Uh, <laughs> you, you, no la- you laugh on. You laugh on. But a, a person in my old place of work did find this podcast and did bring it up during a meeting one time. So I, I have to be very careful of what I potentially say.
0: They're all listening <laughs> with bated breath.
1: They're, yeah, they're always watching, like in uh, Monsters Inc. Hmm
0: good re- good reference. Uh <laughs> anyways. Shut up. That's that's all of our real lives that's happened in between in the 3 weeks, nothing else of interest. I've a sore neck actually is is one thing. Played squash a bit too robustly recently and I've a sore neck after it. Mhm. We'll get by.
1: Just a sign that you're getting old on that's all that is.
0: Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm just untrained for squash. I actually haven't aged in a few years.
1: Oh, yeah?
0: I don't know. Anything after 24 didn't count.
1: Oh, okay. Good to know. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um. Anyway, Steve, your regular fantasy football team on the face of it looks
1: bad. Uh, I don't think it does. I think it does. Just, I well,
0: mean, The amount of Brighton I, shirts I, I did, is what's putting
1: I did better me than, off. I did better than you, la- I did better than you before the international break.
0: Yeah, well, I'm not very good at fantasy football. <laughs> good thing we don't do a podcast the, on it
1: then fucking hell that'd be embarrassing wouldn't it
0: don't use me as your bear
1: <laughs> well i mean you're in the what in, uh, in just inside the top two million so like um yeah like uh it um it was a bit unfortunate like you know there was a lot of uh, teams of blanks um that the week just gone so um yeah, look, I did the best I could. I still got a fifty three out of it, which was not too bad. Could have been a bit better if I captain sack instead of Kane, but look, it's um it's done, it's gone now. It's well in the rearview mirror. I just not not even thinking about it anymore. It doesn't even doesn't even bear worth thinking about. So uh just trying to move on and I kind of did the had the team I had with um twenty nine in mind, so Hmm.
0: That'll be interesting to see what comes of that. Miguel, I presume is still injured, your disease, he? so he'll have to
1: yeah, yeah he bit. is. I um, I we'll get onto it later. But I I did I ha- I have him swapped out.
0: Okay, okay. we'll get onto that later. I I'm fairly certain that I actually didn't make any changes to my team for the the small game week. That's why Tarkowski is still in there, and he got me those four points. Um, yeah,
1: he got an assist, didn't he?
0: Yeah, yeah, got an assist in the two-two with Chelsea. Um, yeah, I also captained Harold. And I've somehow ended up with two points less than you. Maybe because I have only eight players that played any football.
1: Yeah, Rashford, Destapinian and Mitoma there with the blanks for you.
0: And Ferguson, Helland and De Bruyne on the bench. Okay, At least we, we, we might be able to put together a team for the following week. Um, <laughs> what is nice is that since I wildcarded like four weeks ago now, five weeks... That I've been very slowly and carefully moving up the ranks. I've uh, moved from like I think two million five hundred thousand up to one nine. Just trying to confirm that now. Game week rank was mm-hmm. one seven. Yeah, I'm one nine five now. So mm-hmm. if I can get that, if I can continue that trend of like moving a hundred thousand places per game week, that'll be nice. Could see yeah. myself inside the million. Um...
1: Hundred thousand places though is pretty um pretty big, so it'll be interesting to see how uh, what the average would be. Um, currently myself, I'm at just inside the top five five hundred and twenty k or five twenty k. So, you know, if I could uh, if I could crack inside the top half uh, half million, I'd be pretty happy with that. All things considered, I I set a low bar for myself uh, at the start of the season. So, you know, doing pretty well. All th- um all things considered, I w- I would say anyway.
0: Hmm. how many players have we now 11,300,000 so look that would be top What? top 5% something like that, something uh, like that. Uh,
1: I don't know if top 5% but yeah something like close enough mm-hmm. Um. um
0: yeah. but yeah no one really cares about the week that's gone by because it's went by a long time ago and
1: uh, when did you bring it up
0: I don't know. This was it was next on the document, Steve. Who put this shit together?
1: <laughs> it's uh, Jesus. You you run the podcast. All I yeah. do is put the document together. You can choose or to use or not to use this information. Alright?
0: Any strong opinions on Bournemouth's loss, three nil last Aston Villa? I think not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh no, other than the fact that Ollie Watkins might be of a, a pretty, pretty saucy uh, pickup for fantasy if you want to consider, and they have a double game week coming up.
0: That is a lot of goals in the last seven game weeks or so. Connor Ski mm-hmm. and I know dropped Ollie Watkins right before that run started.
1: In yeah. draft.
0: Yeah, yeah. Petty has him.
1: Oh, lovely.
0: Seen. Uh we don't have bankers or outside picks to look at, but um we would have had Halland even though he didn't play, he would have
1: blanked. <laughs> we wouldn't have had Halland. <laughs> why must you uh why must you make us look so bad? Don't drag me down to your level, alright, two million? Um
0: <laughs> two million. Uh one nine I'm afraid.
1: <laughs> oh right, sorry, one yeah. nine, five, six, mm. whatever the fuck. Also I'm um... operating
0: in uh what you call it? I'm operating in in Indonesian rupee, so that actually puts me around 120 euros.
1: Oh, with the conversion factor. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, I got you. now, very good. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, so, uh, no, like it was just like t- t- there really is. There's there's no point talking about it. It's so it's so long ago now. It's old news.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Chelsea's two-two win over Everton not very
1: exciting <laughs> yeah Graham Potter's comments that uh, they're gonna they're gonna draw with Everton and then go win the fucking Champions League and then they get drawn against Real Madrid and then he, he goes he says after I said we try and win the Champions League oh <laughs> 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 uh, my funny. god um and then obviously uh during the international break there's a bit of a shake up. Um obviously na men out the door um at Bayern two in. Obviously former Chelsea man won the Champions mm. League, which he uh on, are they are they're not knocked out of the
0: Champions League, so it'll be interesting to no, see. No, no, they on. they uh, yeah.
1: they are second in the league and they're in the quarterfinals of both the Champions League and the German Cup, so like they still have it all to play for this season, so um it's all there for them. Uh, Strange,
0: strange sacking, isn't
1: it? Yeah, a little bit, I don't know, Um, but I think it's been coming for a while, I think Nagelsmann has been making comments in the media, and uh, speaking of comments in the media, (laughs) Antonio Conte, after his burst, uh, outburst, sorry, against Southampton, uh, was shown the the door with his um, second in command taking charge for the rest of the season, so... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they go. Uh, Dan Levy released a statement, not really, not really thanking Conte very much, and more so saying that we have to all band together to try and get fourth place and try and salvage whatever is left on the it, season.
0: Is this the lowest point as a Spurs fan? No. Is it not like that? It sounds very bad. I mean, would you not have thought that if if any manager was going to kind of Get them together, like Mourinho or Conte would have done something.
1: Well, um, no. I, I, so what was lower? the first, well, when they were in the absolute mediocrity of uh, of the early two thousands, when they were like around mid table. And mm. just going nowhere, like you know, they they played, but like I mean, everyone remembers the the Ferguson quote of going into the dressing room at United and just saying, "Lads, it's Tottenham," mm. and then walking out, and everyone going, "Like, yeah, you're right, it's Tottenham. We'll go and smash them." And then they went and smashed them, and they didn't know, like nobody gave a shit about Tottenham because they they were irrelevant. Um, Pochettino made them relevant, and by building that squad and then maturing with it over time, and then eventually culminating in the Champions League final, but then uh famously not signing any players for two transfer windows in a row which is unheard of for any premier league club like not even signing one player mm. so and then once they ca- and then they got the new stadium obviously and then they kind ca- once Pochettino left they said right well now we'll just get a big name in the door and they'll fix it but the problem is is that the, the big name that they brought in was Jose Mourinho who can plays a completely different style to what the the team was used to and you know, he wanted to bring in his own type of players and then that resulted in, you know, some bad signings and then it's just kind of gone on from there, really. Like, you know, Conte came in and almost uh, from the get-go has had an issue in terms of bringing in the players he wanted to. Like, uh, I think, I don't know how much of a say he had in signing with Charleston for 60 million considering he barely played him. He said Jed Spence is a club signing and never played him, even though he had a fantastic season in Nottingham Forest and is now Mm -hmm. on loan out in France. Uh, they signed Dan Juma in January, who he hasn't given a sing, who hadn't given a single Premier League minute to, because he didn't want him.
0: Just a sick and so, shit.
1: Yeah, like it's just or less. to to quote to quote Chiellini, it is, it is the history of Tottenham. Like they're just. Mm. Uh, you know of, so that's why it'll be so interesting to see who they get in the summer like will Na- will nagelsmann put his rep- potential reputation on the line to take that job because if that fails then he's failed at Bayern and he's failed at Spurs and then his reputation really starts to get dented um luis enrique it's just, is a, a potentially it, uh, another one but i don't see it
0: i'm thinking like it, it it's for me it's it's like a, a new realization or a new era for spurs now where they are now absolutely a poison chalice. They seem to be if any manager goes to Spurs now and gets them going well, it'll be seen as a miracle, I would say. And I kinda I kinda get the sense now that it's an impossible job and that no one will get Spurs going. Uh not for a very long it's time. A,
1: it's a hard thing to turn around, like mentality is a is a massive part of it. Like, you know, it's um I think for Arteta, when he came into Arsenal, just to kind of try and uh, give an example, like, you know, him winning that uh, FA Cup was massive um, for the mentality of the club and the players and and having faith in Arteta to think that there there is brighter days ahead. Like, if he hadn't won that FA Cup, then um, midway through last season, when a lot of people were calling for his head, he might have potentially got it. So it was... It, it, a lot of it comes down to... Um, you know kind of trust in your process and trust in the guy who you put in charge which I don't think Spurs really have in the last couple of managers like they gave Conte a, like a, a year and a half contract and then you know he was looking for an extension at, the, at Christmas and they just weren't going to give it to him so at that stage then he knew he wasn't going to be kept on so he was thinking well why the fuck am I going to bother like you're not you're not going to keep me on I'm going to leave in the summer and then you're going to get someone else in um I think at this stage now, though, whoever they get in, like Harry Kane's realistically probably out the door. Um, Son, I don't know what. He'll probably hang around as well because he he seems to love the club, but um, he's having a bad season this season. Um, You've got good players in there, but I think there really is probably a need to kind of try and look at the the age profile of the team and see if there needs a bit of a revamp. You know, Perisic is getting on. Lloris is getting on. uh, Eric Dyer is kind of average but kind of getting on um
0: these are all bad
1: players (laughs) yeah that's the other thing that they're not great players either so like you know it depends on what the the targets for tottenham are if the target for tottenham is like arsenal were for many years is to just get get top four consistently then fair enough it might be good enough for that it might not be but like newcastle now are coming up and they're challenging and um like, there's going to be other teams that are going to challenge now, and it's not just going to be the usual top four or five players, or uh, five teams.
0: Yeah. And and, and you, you mentioned challenging for uh, table positions or, or league position. Also for players in the transfer windows. So, um, yeah, Tottenham, not necessarily a big spender usually. So that'll be another challenge for them. But... Uh, yeah, I, 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 I think it's uh, wor- worrying times ahead for Spurs fans. Um, and in terms of fantasy, like we mentioned, Son is no good, and like the defence seems to let you down across the board. Outside of Harold Kane, they're kind of untouchable.
1: Yeah, I don't see why you'd have anyone. In that team, even if they do have nice matchups coming for the next while, although what I will say is that under Stellini, they played arguably their best game of the season, which was against Man City, because he was able to identify some of the um, problems that City were posing and was able to address them mid-game, whereas Conte didn't really seem to be able to do that um, as much uh, as of late. So there's a potential there, like there'll probably be a bit of a new manager bounce, but I mean, Newcastle have two games in hand on them, and I think they're only like one or two points behind them for fourth, so it'll be fairly tight for them, you know?
0: Yep, yep, yep. Okay, I think that's going to do it for the opening segment. Nice to talk about Tottenham since we don't have any interest in game week 28. That just died. Uh, We will come back for game week 29 and try to figure out how this massive double game week is going to work. We'll have the bankers and outside picks. We have a question segment and a slightly longer discussion on how the draft league is going. I'm very interested in that because I'm doing very well. Uh, but yeah, does that sound okay, Steve?
1: Would you have wanted to talk about draft if you weren't doing well? Probably
0: not. Probably okay.
1: Not. Yeah. Okay. Just, I no, Appreciate the honesty there.
0: No, I don't think so. Um, okay, for our listeners in Europe, you will now hear the ad break. Everyone else will just hear a little jingle. And we're back to discuss Game Week 29, amongst other things. This is going to be a massive doubler. Um, I think the valuable teams, Steve, are going to be, I think, a bit of West Ham would be Nice. Uh, Brighton are there with a double uh, Brentford also although they have Man United Newcastle's double is a little interesting they have to play Man United as well um, so a lot of points on offer this week and it's going to be interesting to see what strategies people come up with
1: yeah I think it really depends on <clears throat> what you did um, in the weeks leading up to this like if you did a wild card um before week 27 let's say or 26 then you could be you you would have had an eye on this and you might potentially be set if you haven't then you can probably use it now and get a team set Although then you miss out on the potential bench boost, which is probably what a lot of people are going to be doing, myself included. So I would have wildcarded with this in mind and gotten in a few extra Brighton players, like you mentioned, or a couple of extra Brentford players. Um, I'm not a fan of West Ham. I know that they're playing Southampton, who are bottom of the league, and then they are at home to Newcastle. But uh, I don't like West Ham and the way that they're going. I feel like Jared Bowen's nowhere near the form he was last year. Um. Danny Ings. I don't know if he's fit again, and they just can't seem to score goals. And when you can't score goals, it's hard to it's hard to win games. You are relying on your defense, then, which um, hasn't been very reliable for them this season. Um, but yeah, like I, I think um, just go just to finish on it. I think bench boost is probably the way to go this week, especially with teams having so many doublers.
0: Yeah, if you have the players. So I I think, like, yourself and myself, we bought wildcarded a while ago. Um, We'll be coming in. Like, I think all of the players that I have are fit and are likely to play most games this week. Mm -hmm. That does still leave me with two transfers, which I'll probably use. Uh, Another option would be a free hit. Uh, I wouldn't like using two chips in the one week. You could free hit and bench boost. That feels like putting... Can you? I think you can use two chips in one week, yeah. It feels like mm. uh yeah I sure you I've seen uh bench boost triple captain use before. Um
1: oh, okay that's interesting cuz I um, cause I was told that you couldn't do a free hit in the bench boost but maybe I'm wrong on that. I could be wrong on that.
0: Mm. Um So that's that's another tactic that you could use. It it all it all depends like if 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 you only had 11 players and your bench wasn't playing I'd be kind of worried that I'd fall behind this week. There's a real, real chance that you're going to fall behind this week, and a real opportunity to move well, up there, the leaderboard.
1: There is, but um, there's also going to probably be a, another opportunity at, around game week thirty-two. <clears throat> uh, probably won't be as uh, as many teams with doubles as this, mm. but uh, if you still, if you, if you want to hold on, you can use your free hit then um or you know you can use your free hit now and then maybe use your bench boost then with that in mind like there 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 will be another double game week this before the end of the season but this is probably the the, the biggest one
0: yeah absolutely i see in game week 32 men's city don't play and well chelsea aren't playing yeah, there's a correct. few there's a few blankers there in 32 which you know uh, I suppose it might be nice to do it this week when most teams are playing. Maybe you have the better chance of more points, but you could go into.
1: Oh, yeah, no. <clears throat> definitely.
0: You could go into like a game week like 32, and you might be able to work out a massive differential against teams who are kind of keeping their city or other players on the bench and not not really making the most that week. But the one with all the games, I think this one is the most exciting to do it, and that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. so um, in picking out some transfers that you might make I mean a lot of people are going to have the same teams more or less going in they're going to have Rashford, Haaland, they're going to have Saka and Martinelli maybe not so much De Bruyne
1: they might not have have Haaland I I don't have Haaland and I don't know if I'm going to pick him back up again because um. I could either go with Haaland who has a game away to Liverpool when he's potentially injured so even if he starts the game he's not going to be fully fit or I can stick with uh Watkins uh, with a double against Chelsea and Leicester Ivan Toney with a double against Brighton and United and then Kane against Everton to me that that probably that probably is a better option than bringing Haaland back in at this point in time I would think even if you even if you do captain him
0: uh, yeah, no, I, I can I can see, uh, especially when it's a double game week. Normally, you'd probably just be okay with having Haaland against Liverpool. He'd probably go ahead and score anyway. Um, yeah. But when the Ivan Tony and Watkins boys, etc., are at risk of getting all those points, it's uh, it's interesting. Um, that could be a change I could make. I mean, I only have Ferguson on my bench, who I'm going to bench boost in. Um, but yeah, it's disappointing mm-hmm. to see two of my strikers only with one game. Haaland against Liverpool, Kane against Everton.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, well, it's it's up to you what you want to do. But like, I'm the only change I made so far is swapping out Almiron for Matoma, and I might potentially take a hit to swap out Davison Sanchez or not Davison Sanchez, Robert Sanchez, for Jason Steele or a, another keeper with a double. Cause it'd probably be worth it, taking the hit in the long run, especially because I'm going to be using the bench boost.
0: Yeah, I have I have Ward on my bench, the Leicester keeper, um, who is like
1: one thing to one thing to know with that though, Owen, is that uh he, Iverson started their last game before the break. So and it, and it seemed like I Rogers was kind of saying Iverson will get a run of games.
0: What's the story with? random fucking managers throwing in goalkeepers across the board like who's even <laughs> yeah, heard of yeah, Jason too- Steele
1: I have Sunderland Till I Die fame on uh,
0: that's the only reason he got the game <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's the only reason the uh, only reason he got signed by Brighton is because uh, <laughs> Deservey saw and like the cut of his jib
0: yeah, he, he was looking for something to turn on after watching Drive to Survive and he was like oh
1: Sunderland Till I Die who are they <laughs> You know they're making another season now. That Sunderland are actually doing well now. I oh, wonder
0: will they change the name Sunderland while I'm alive? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sunderland for a short time.
0: Um. So yeah, it's 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 actually a tough game week to work out. I mean, like. Because, you know, the the guys that you would have on the single game weeks, you're not really going to want to drop. Like, I have three Arsenal players here they are playing Leeds, and they're yeah. probably just going to score a lot of points.
1: Do I... Yeah, like, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Like, I, I have all my... I So I have uh, ten doublers starting the week. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to captain Rashford because their fixtures look okay. Uh, Newcastle away, Brentford at home. And Rashford's in pretty good form, although he did pick up a minor knock, I think, in England camp, so... Uh, we'll see how he goes with that. Um, and then, yeah, like that, I have Saka Zinchenko-Martinelli on my bench and they're playing leads at homes so where you'd fancy them to get a good result. So I'll be bench-boosting and bringing those guys in.
0: You know, I'm tempted now. I'll, pro- I'll get rid of Tarkowski. He's he's playing at Tottenham. But I'm wondering, is the weak link in my team, the fact that I have De Bruyne in Holland?
1: Um, I feel like it is. Potentially. I feel I I feel like you need to probably get rid of one of them.
0: Mm. Do I get rid of Holland and bring in like the likes of Watkins and Tony? I might be falling behind behind to those two guys.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a possibility. But I mean, like, what's um what's De Bruyne done lately?
0: Shagal. You know? very little in a long, long time.
1: You know, his last
0: return see. was a goal and an assist, game like twenty three against Arsenal, <sighs> and he didn't do anything the two yeah. weeks before that.
1: And then, the, yeah, but then the other thing is that he's getting rotated a lot with for the moment. Like, he played a full game against Forest when they drew. He didn't play in the game against Bournemouth. Uh, he was taken off after 65 minutes against Newcastle. He only played 11 minutes against Palace. Uh, went into the international break then, so it'll be interesting to see what they do when they come back. Obviously, they're playing Liverpool away at Anfield, so he'd, he probably does start that game because he's a big game player. Mm. But... Um, like Pep clearly is is not afraid to make a uh, big calls and drop players if he feels that they're not right for the for the game, or for the team. Like you know, like Cancelo obviously gone out on loan to Bayern now, so mm. he's, he's not afraid to make those decisions.
0: The other thing is they could go that that game's actually in the Etihad, but there's a good chance they'll trounce Liverpool. Let's say.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Sorry, you're right. It is in the Etihad. I was saying it was in Anfield. Mm. Um. Yeah, no, there is a good chance that they do. Um,
0: This could be a stinker of a week for Liverpool players. they also uh, have the best team in the league later on in the week.
1: But I mean, yeah, like, Liverpool, you know, they had a, yeah, they had the loss to Bournemouth. I forgot about the loss to Bournemouth. You're using that that, that, that high voice,
0: Steve, that's just not going to convince me. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I know, I know, I know, because I'm trying to convince myself first of all, because like, I was thinking about, because I was thinking about the 7 nil to United and how that could rebound their season and then I remembered that they lost 1-0 to Bournemouth right before the break and just absolutely killed any chance they had of that so um, mm. yeah, it's it's a toughie it's a, toughie. Um, it's a toughie.
0: um yeah, stay away from, I mean yeah, basically this week, stay away from Liverpool and City players, and if you told someone that last year, they'd be astounded but Maybe that's mm-hmm. how you get your points this week. That being said, I did just say City will probably trans Liverpool, which is worrying.
1: The Foden <laughs> Yeah, you kinda of contradicted yeah. yourself there.
0: But like you say, you have the Foden injury there, like so then what do you pick up like do you pick up someone you like, like, like I don't know, a Grealish or a Mares or something, but like then you just have to get rid of them straight away again because of how much they get rotated. So it's hard it's fucking hard to pick out City players. Maybe a defender? I
1: don't know. Yeah, I d I don't know. Um. It's yeah. I need to have a think about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure.
0: Well, while Steve goes ahead and does that, we're going to move this podcast along, shuffle along slowly uh, to our bankers and outside picks. Uh, because yeah, that's enough on the on all the doubles. And number one <laughs> this week okay. is going to be Marcus Rashford. He has Newcastle. Uh, away which is a tough fixture but then they play brentford at home so not the two easiest games in the world but with man united's form you'd imagine even regardless of man united's form i think rashford is going to get in on the goals here
1: yeah probably i mean he's been on he's been their their best player for the season no doubt about it so they they go as they go as he goes. So if uh, he's on form, I know he's got, like I said, he has that minor injury not, um, concern. So we'll have to wait and see what the uh, Ten Hag says during the press conference. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I I I have him in my team.
0: Yep, yep. I think most people will. Saka, I think scored over the international break. Is that right?
1: Uh, yeah, he scored in both games. He definitely scored against Ukraine. Maybe he only got an assist, I think, in the Italy game, but he got an assist as well in the Ukraine game and was man of the match there. So he's um, he's on fire at the moment. So uh, he's vital to Arsenal's um, title push and is apparently close to signing a long-term contract extension, which would make him Arsenal's highest-paid player and thoroughly deserved. Mm. So hopefully, just, just as long as he avoids the curse of uh, the contract extension, because whoever Arsenal typically give those two goes to shite next season.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, i put you on the spot, Steve. Do you know where uh, Bakayo Saka's name comes from? Does he, have, does he have dual nationality or something?
1: Oh, uh, I don't know. I mean, I would imagine so. I imagine his parents are probably from uh, of African origin, but, I mean, I, I couldn't uh, say a country.
0: Hmm. Um, uh, maybe that's something we'll find out later in the podcast. Uh, but yeah, a second on the single game week, but still confident of getting a few points. Um, in the same vein, like you'll you'll be happy to see Martinelli or even Trossar in your team, I think, going into this week. Although, is Gabriel Jesus now putting a bit of pressure on Leandro? Um,
1: yeah, I mean a little bit. Um, but I mean Martinelli is. Probably going to play on the left, and they'll put Rossard up top, and then Kettia comes from the bench because I still don't think he's fully fit.
0: Oh, Jesus isn't fit yet.
1: I mean, Jesus is fit, but I mean, like that again, though—is he gonna—is um, he gonna be match, fully match fit to play a full ninety minutes? Probably not. I'd say he might have a bit for the for the meantime anyway. Might be a better coming off of the bench for for half an hour.
0: Mm. That's just a situation I think is worth monitoring because I think. I think Trasar might lose his spot there eventually to Jesus.
1: Saka's parents are Nigerian, by the way.
0: Very good. Thank you to our stats guy in the corner who gave us that one. Uh, Oliver Watkins at Aston Villa. He has a double game week. He plays Leicester and he plays Chelsea. Uh, he's in shit-hot form. So I think yes,
1: Yeah, I think six goals in his last seven.
0: Yeah, at least, if not, if not even more. Something crazy. He did, he did get the five out of five, then he blanked, and then he just got the one more, did he? Uh,
1: yeah, so he was five for five, blanked, and then got a goal in the game against West Ham, and then he got an assist against Bournemouth in the 3-0 win. So, yeah, So that's what, six in the last seven or something? Yeah. Uh, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Six and eight. With is to two boot, two assists as well. Two,
0: Jesus. Um, yeah. I mean, at some stage, you 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 just ignore what you think about a player and bring them in when they're doing all that stuff. Um. So that's the the bankers, Rashford, Sack, and Watkins. Any honourable mentions, Steve?
1: Mm No, I kind of felt like those were the main three that stood out.
0: Mm. Brighton boys, though. I mean, like you—you you definitely want Matoma this week, or you definitely want.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, you'll definitely want um, like Matoma or March. Um, I—I'd say maybe even McAllister. Um, takes set uh, pieces and takes penalties. Um, Matoma or and then maybe like Estepinian, mm. and then either maybe Jason Steele or uh Dunk. Um, another defender then uh striker you could go with ferguson if you wanted as a cheap alternative and he is my um, my outside pick but um i probably wouldn't be picking him up i i think there's better alternatives
0: yeah i feel like this podcast is leaning the way of of uh bringing in tony and watkins for this week uh conscious of 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 ivan tony's suspension so i don't think that's coming up for a while my outside pick this week is going to be jared bowen uh, as much as Steve Shad all over West Ham. Um, his his returns are semi-regular for like the last 10 game weeks. I mean, he's, he scores, I think he gets something every second week. Uh, having him for two games is probably a likely scenario where he'll come back with one. So Jared is going to be my outside pick this week.
1: Okay, good for you. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: That's going to bring us along to question time. I think that's all we have to say about game week twenty nine. Uh, Pretty much, so
1: we kind of answered the, most of the questions as well <laughs> as a, by going through that segment.
0: Mm, that tells you how thorough we are. Uh, I think the decision on Spurs there, which is this question, is get rid of everything other than Kane if you have him.
1: Yeah.
0: Yep. Doubler teams that you're most interested in. Yeah, we kind of spoke about your Man Uniteds, your your Brightons. Uh, I like West Ham uh newcastle brentford. yeah yeah brentford newcastle have the double kind of tough what is it west ham and Man united so yeah um i mean it feels like almost you can't go wrong this week i mean go at your gut with some of those as well uh chip strategy we kind of spoke about this as well probably the best week to bench boost this season
1: yeah, as long as you have the players that uh, that can do it, I I feel like this is the best week to do mm. it.
0: You certainly want four goalkeepers this week, anyways. You want to get your two doublers in there. I'll probably, after Ward's omission, be uh, be bringing in I don't know, maybe maybe the Palace keeper or something, someone cheap that's just gets the two games. Um,
1: yeah, I don't know if I. would go palace especially considering they sacked Vieira and brought back in roy but i actually maybe that might work out um he he is a defensive minded coach so we'll see
0: it's strange uh,
1: yeah it is a bit strange it is yeah
0: strange to hear roy and (laughs) not (laughs) Roy.
1: listen the man's like 76 years old i'm trying to give him a bit of slack you know he he doesn't give a shit anymore about how he how he talks like Mm. he's well used to it by now uh last um last question then we had uh, city assets are they worth um keeping considering they only play three games in the next four weeks. They have a blank in week thirty two, I think we were saying. Um like I think obviously Haaland is gonna be the one that you want to bring in, um uh, for after maybe after this week. But uh other than that, like uh I don't know who you'd bring in because everyone else is gonna be playing games and you know, there's there's just gonna be probably better alternatives out there in terms of defenders and we were saying De Bruyne's minutes aren't the most consistent, so and then Foden had to have appendicitis, um or sorry, had to have his appendix removed. So he's probably gonna be out for a few weeks, so it's probably gonna be um Grealish and either Bernardo Silva or Mares then on the wings and yeah, there's just a bit of inconsistency there with how that's gonna go and yeah.
0: Yeah, I suppose that's what's worrying there is so I, I have one city midfielder here, I have De Bruyne who I'm not very happy with. But if I was to look around and say, what do I what do I get in instead? Like, if you want to have a Grealish or I don't know who the fuck a Bernardo Silva, you have to leave out a Brighton player, I suppose, or maybe a different interesting doubler that will play in game week thirty two so i think i think they you have to weigh it up as a along along with the fact that that the city players are you don't know who's going to start and who's going to play the the players that the alternatives are fairly fecking good right now
1: yeah that's that's it i think that's what it kind of boils down to
0: Mm. uh that's all the questions i think that allows us now to have a longer draft segment uh, mm-hmm. Which we'll talk about because I'm doing well in it. Uh, mm. So.
1: Not one to close.
0: Oh, Jesus, no. Uh, yeah, <laughs> being near Connell McMullen is rubbing off of me. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, to set the scene, uh, we have five game weeks left uh, coming into the the playoffs. We have playoffs from game week 34 Correct. onwards. Uh, there's going to be five weeks of playoffs there with three double game weeks in it. Steve Lyons just informed me.
1: Uh yeah, well that's just the way that it goes. Yeah. Um
0: so your top seven will make it to playoffs. Number one will get a bye. It looks like Connell McMullen will get a bye. He won't have to play a semi final or a quarter final.
1: He won't have to play a quarter final. Yeah.
0: So then the interesting point is the fight for the 7th spot, maybe the 6th and 7th spot. Um, myself and Paddy.
1: Well, 5th, fifth, fifth, 6th fifth, and 7th are all on the same amount of points. So, mm. I mean, you know, anyone could fall out at that stage, really, you know?
0: Yeah, uh, we, we were just looking at some results. Herbert and Cahill both have only won two of their last six. So that puts them tied for you know the last spot in playoffs. Uh, Paddy doing the best job of chasing right now. He's on forty three. Uh, still needs two fixtures to go his way. I have to play Paddy game week thirty.
1: So. Oh, that's going to be a big one. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. If if like I I have marked this week for a big doubler. I know he'll be well prepared for that. If I lose that and lose next week to Paddy, I would be in a lot of trouble.
1: yeah yeah Yeah. and you know paddy's just gonna go all out for any sort of Mm. uh any sort of double he can see he's a he's a fiend he's a fiend he's an addict Mm. for the double game week so and his team is shit so he has no problem with just changing everything around uh, week on week
0: yeah that 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 kind of worries me because let's say game week 30 is the big european week as well so you're it is it's
1: the final week of europe as well Mm. um so Everyone, well, uh, like I have got nothing else to really to play for, so I'll try and make a push for that and see how I get on. But yeah,
0: it'll be a tough. It uh, Liverpool play Arsenal that week. I've already been checking it out, so that's going to be a bad week for me. Hopefully, I can pull something out of the bag. But that will be a tight talking point. Um, so outside of that, is there any chasers? I mean, could you see Thomas or Ty or Own Dylan making a push for the playoffs, or is it only Paddy that's in a position?
1: No, I think the other lads... I mean, sure, they're only a point behind Paddy, so, I mean, they're definitely in with a, a shot of making it. Um, They probably need uh, one or two results to go their way. Hmm. Like, for example, the your the, these next two weeks with you playing Mark and then you playing Paddy are going to be big for them in terms of where they can potentially sneak in yeah. ahead. So, um, yeah, but, I mean, like, they're... Their teams aren't too, I mean, to, to be to be honest, I don't rate Owen's team. I don't think it's very good. I know he beat me, but that was in a week where it was just extraordinary luck. Like, I think he scored over, like, 60 points for only, like, the first time since week three. James Ward, Prowse, free uh, kick,
0: et, et cetera.
1: <laughs> Work, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, you name it, Owen, it Ooh. happened, um, as well as my bad luck. I think, uh, that was, I think that was the week that Nick Pope got sent off. So, like, for me. So it was just all gone wrong. Um, Thomas's team isn't too bad. Um, I haven't, I don't really remember Tyke's team, but that's kind of okay as well. So, like, th- this is kind of why I wanted to change, update the format for the league and make it seven instead of four. Because if it was the four that it's at at the moment, a lot of people would like half the over half the league wouldn't would be disinterested by now mm. and would kind of not given up, but like they wouldn't be as interested as they are now.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, even down as uh-huh. far as Tig will say is in with a chance of making it into playoffs if he wins. Exactly, if He wins yeah. five of his next five, and there's three players there. If they only win three, then it's anyone's to play for. Um, but yeah, it it will need to be perfect from those boys down there. I reckon, yeah,
1: yeah, you know. like I said, they'll need results to go their way yeah. as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah um outside of that uh john made a few stats for us it's always nice to um point out when people are doing well that they're just lucky and not good at fantasy football so we will go ahead and do that uh let me (laughs) let me find john's stats here Uh, oh that's the standard the standard deviation file probably won't be mentioned on this podcast because it's too complicated okay (laughs) uh fortune metric jesus i can't i'm gonna cut some bit of this out because i'm trying to find the one okay um so the metric that i thought might be best to predict if someone is being lucky or not is if they beat the median score in a week and totting that up as what would you say as as your points table um yeah so if you were to do that, Andy would stay on the bottom of the table um, with only his two wins. And then it's a massive jump up. Gary gets nine, Mark Clossy gets eight, and Ray Foley gets seven. So the bottom of your table is, is as you were. But it's a bit more interesting at the top of the table. We'll say Connell would barely find himself in playoffs on 16 wins. He'd be behind. Uh, who's there? Herbert, yourself, Steve. Steve Lines would also be there. Myself on eighteen. Connor Skeen will be tied for top. Um, this is the beauty of fantasy football. I think that people can get really shafted, and it's pretty nice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's why we. That's why we love it. That's why we play the game. Because um, games aren't won on paper, on as you know, or or on screens.
0: But yeah, um, if if
1: well, actually they are. They are in this instance, actually, yeah. So.
0: Yeah, no, you can win this just by pressing buttons on a laptop, which is pretty yeah, you nice. Can. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I, I realized the fault in my, uh, in my analogy uh, midway through. Yeah,
0: um, yeah, uh, yeah. So Steve Lines, obviously, the most shafted out of everyone there. I think, I think he finds himself in what 16th in the league, and probably should be in no, the he's playoffs. Fourteenth. Like 14 to Z. Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And he should be in the playoffs. Mark Gary should be well outside the playoffs. He should only have 11 wins. Then mm-hmm. he finds himself with, like, what, 19 or something? Um, yeah, something like that. And Paddy then... Me,
1: me with eight, me with 18 and 17.
0: Yeah, yeah, you should find yourself in the playoffs as well. The two Steves down, down the league. Paddy then should even be behind Mark. He only should have ten wins out of what, like twenty eight game weeks, which is fairly feckin' bad. <laughs> but that's uh, yeah. So
1: I think it it's just once again proven that like Mar, like Paddy and Mark's luck is just unrivaled. Steve's luck is kind of comes in waves. Kind of had a good good run last year. It's kind of coming back to bite him again this year. Um. Herbert doing well for a first timer. Hopefully he doesn't bottle it um, and makes the playoffs. I mean he has Haaland in his team, so he really should be making playoffs. Anyone who has Haaland in their team should be in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's it's a. I mean, what does he average per week? I'm sure he's averaging like five points a week, just almost guaranteed every week. So, um, you just need to have your head screwed on, picking up like a few clean sheets here and there. Otherwise, and you're probably going to be getting a win.
1: Yep, sounds about right.
0: Um, well, yeah, that will be spicy. Last five weeks, this is where it it always hots up. We have, of course, be, I do want to mention Mitch is after winning the the cup, he beat Herbert.
1: He is indeed.
0: I, want, yeah, I wonder is he beat
1: that in the... Is
0: that a sign of Herbert? The wheels falling off Herbert's season there
1: uh i i think no well i mean mitch um even messaged me uh before the game week saying that he was going all out for the cup because he knew that he wasn't in a position in the league to make any sort of push so mitch mitch p- kind of made a few few transfers to bring in extra players for that game week and still only beat him by about two points in the end so um it was it was it was tighter than you'd think
0: yeah the likes of jacke attal turning up for herbert there late on um. Yeah, well done to Mitch So yeah, then This week is the big double Where I'm playing Mark And there'll be some And following week is Paddy So there'll be some spicy stuff going on In terms of people coming in and out of the playoffs um, Following week we have the last week the in word, Europe We
1: love the use of the word spice on this podcast, don't we?
0: Well, I mean, I think it describes the league <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, A bunch of Irish lads known for their spice Yeah.
0: We do like spice boxes
1: yeah, do you like spicy wings, though? Like, oh, hot, like. no,
0: hot, no, I don't like <laughs> real spice.
1: <laughs> no, uh, you'd end up just uh, downing a load of Rennies and just throwing it all up again.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's my, that's my rat poison.
1: And <laughs> on that bombshell,
0: I think that'll do it. That was a lot of topics to cover in one podcast, but I think we kind of got through it all.
1: Yeah, uh, we kind of made up for the lack of. Uh, the lack of pods the last couple of weeks a uh, mm. couple of weeks I felt.
0: Nice to be back on it. We will be back to regular podcasting following week. A little earlier for those of you in Indonesia who we'll re recording at six in the morning. <laughs> but... <laughs> those of
1: you in Indonesia, you mean Connell?
0: Yeah. yeah. I hope I haven't woke Connell in his other <laughs> villa far away. Uh, that'll do it I think Steve it'll be a slightly shorter podcast I think this time around which isn't too bad Uh, any final words Uh,
1: no I think we've kind of covered everything happy out Um, hopefully uh, I can have a bit of a better run uh, for the rest of the season in uh, regular than I have in draft and um, finish, finish strong
0: yeah just hope for a green arrow every week
1: and driving on that's it that's it
0: okay thanks steve for another good podcast i'll leave it at that
1: bye everyone